Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brem. And today we are talking about season one, episode two, Steven's Jeans. This was number one in production, which is interesting. And it originally premiered on June 24th, 2000, directed by Sean McNamara, written by Eric Van Lowe again. He wrote Swap.com, and this is very weird to me because this episode, in my opinion, is way stronger. Both of them are similar in, in how the end result is between like Ren and Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one kind of delves more into Donnie. Mm-hmm. And then it also, of course, introduces Larry. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And, yeah, this was his first appearance. Yeah. And Coach Tugnet, too. Right. Okay, so I have this episode ranked number 31 on my list. And mine was 37. Yep. So again, another one that's not too far off from each other. So this episode has a 7.3 on IMDb and the synopsis is simply Lewis joins the track team. (laughs) That's the IMDb synopsis. (laughs) I saw saw that. I was like, okay. Very thorough description. Yeah. No, no, not too many spoilers. (laughs) Uh, There's a little bit more to the episode than that, but uh, yeah. But that's all in all, that's basically (laughs) what happens here. So what what are your like general thoughts on this one before we start diving into the plot points? So I said on my blog, I said, I love watching Lewis run and here we get a whole episode full of it. It's also the episode where Lewis realizes that in a family full of high achievers, his strength is his ability to be funny. Even Ren admits it. It takes about eight minutes for the episode to really gain traction, but it's good for a few good laughs. Has some really good moments and... uh, I mean, I had a couple of quotes that I was going between for best quote, which we'll talk about later. But um, Oh, yeah, I had a hard time. <laughs> I'm going to end up just picking one out of a hat. So I've pulled up my review as well. And what I said here was I feel like most people probably will remember this one or at least parts of it because Disney used a lot of these quotes on their commercials. Um, there's like a quote where Ren says, um, I'll just add my own spin on it or whatever. I feel like they used that on a lot of commercials. It's quotability is the main reason I ranked it a little higher. Um, and that Mm -hmm. I also have a soft spot for it because there's some nice character development. It's a little slower, just a little bit because it it has, you know, it has that season one feel to it, that more unpolished sort of thing. But I I really love that though. Like there's something about that. There's like a- It's charming. Yeah, there's like this intangible quality to it that you can't really describe that, I don't know, I just really enjoy it. I also pointed out that it's episode two, and considering that, I think it's pretty top-notch. And not only is it episode two, but I said it's number one in production, so this was technically the first episode. So they made a conscious decision not to air this one first. Which is weird to me, because if I had to pick between this one and Swap, I might pick this one. Yeah. There's, well, we'll get into all this, but Mm -hmm. there is a part at one point where Lewis kind of casually describes the family. Yeah. You Um, could tell that they wrote that knowing that it was going to be the first production. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, I think that maybe does a better job introducing people and we get a better feel of who Lewis is because in Swap, that was something I forgot to say in our Swap episode. You know, if you showed me that episode as the first episode, I wouldn't really be able to tell you what the show was about. Yeah, it, and if anything, it kind of like goes into all the other characters more so than Lewis. Like this one I think is more about Lewis like than the first episode was. 
No, yeah, for sure. I, I'm getting out some thoughts that I didn't get to say in our last episode because I was, oh, you know, yeah. I, just, I just forgot. But how I said, if you had showed me Swap for the first time, like if I had watched it, I'd be like, so is this Ernie Morton kid going to be on it every week? Is this going to continue in the next episode? You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, please. I hope this character is not in every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, honestly. And then you don't really get a good sense of Lewis and Ren, mm-hmm. like an actual. Uh, accurate representation of their dynamic. It just kind of seems like yeah. here's this little brother that just kind of did this thing and messed up. Yeah. Like that's it. And he's trying to fix it. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, that's this it. one, and it's then... really like has an antagonist. It shows Ren kind of having her little brother's back. Yeah. I that was something I found really really refreshing. Uh, so let's start this recap here. This episode opens in gym class seventh grade gym class and we were just laughing about the fact that the opening line is coach tugnut saying i have some bad news for you boys i'm like (laughs) uh break it uh to us easy tugnut please so basically the news is that is it spike jurgens is that the name yeah (laughs) great name uh spike jurgens is off the track (laughs) team because his gpa fell below a c and so that means that there is a vacant spot on the track team now and he says that one of you lucky seventh graders will have the opportunity to join the team. So we were saying this is the first time that we see Coach Tugnut and Larry Beal. Larry Beal, I'm assuming like he's kind of an overachiever like Ren. Yeah. So he's here I'm because he's in eighth grade. He's not in seventh grade. So I'm assuming he's being Coach Tugnut's assistant the way Ren is Wexler's assistant. In the first season, he was with Tugnut a lot. And then like later on, he's kind of more vying for Wexler's affection. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, we haven't even seen Wexler yet. Like, yeah, it's very interesting to think yeah. of how these people were like slowly introduced. Because yeah. again, like I've watched the series so much that I'm not even thinking about it that way. Yeah, because I, I watch out of order all the time, too. So. Exactly. Exactly. I know we're starting from the beginning, but it's like, obviously, I'm so familiar with the series that I already know who these people are. And I'm not thinking yeah. of the fact that, oh, hey, they weren't even like properly introduced at this point and this was a great way to introduce tugnet too i mean i love this first scene and the first season has really good opening scenes i think yeah this one it definitely has one of my favorite things ever when Tugnut explained that there's this opening spot on the track team and they'd be lucky to be even half as great as the great Donnie Stevens and just starts going into this praising spiel about Donnie as he somehow always ends up doing. And it continues (laughs) till the very last episode. Oh yeah. His love story with Donnie Stevens. (laughs) is throughout the entire series. It's like the one, one of the constants throughout the entire show. Yep, it's one of the through lines that you can uh, count on yeah. there. <laughs> he starts going off about, you know, how Donnie was one of the, the best members of the track team. And he tells all of the seventh graders, right face. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells them all to bow their heads. They zoom out and we get a shot of this freaking giant mural on the <laughs> gym wall and it says Donnie Stevens I play because I can (laughs) and he played so many sports like I think he played over the course of the show I want to say there's like six or seven different sports that they mentioned that he plays oh yeah including ultimate frisbee he does like everything I don't even know how it's possible and I don't think it is because you there'd be a lot of overbooking (laughs) and 
No, yeah, and in this mural, guys, it has like a photo of Donnie playing all of these sports. The biggest one in the middle is him about to throw a football, and then there's like all yeah. these other like incarnations of Donnie next to. It. Oh God, it's it's so great, and there's like patriotic stock music playing in the background too. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. The best unspoken quote really here is on the wall. Donnie Stevens, I play because I can. Um, just so inspirational. I think I said on my review, I was like, Donnie needs to give a TED Talk stat. (laughs) There is nothing more motivational than that quote right there. So yeah, so basically this scene transitions to all of the seventh graders heading out to the track uh, where they're going to do some timed sprints, I guess, as like a a tryout for the track team. Uh, But before that, it just cuts to a quick little scene of Ren. I don't know, she's in like the newspaper office because of course she works for the newspaper. The teacher comes in and tells her that she's been assigned the sports column, I guess, for the week. They need her to cover the upcoming track meet. So uh, this all goes together perfectly with the plot. And then it cuts to these tryouts. We have Larry Beal timing everyone. And he is pretty much just yelling at all the seventh graders, like trying to motivate them, but by saying the most like terrible things like empty that diaper. I think you'll run faster. And uh, did you stop to get a burger <laughs> or whatever? He's just berating these kids. Oh, yeah. They didn't ask to try out. They're just they were forced into <laughs> getting timed. A really good line is when it's Lewis's turn and Larry oh. says, oh, Donnie Stevens, kid brother, why don't I? just use an hourglass and Lewis says better yet a calendar (laughs) just not letting anyone make fun of him because he knows that he can make fun of himself better than anybody else I freaking love that line I think I said it on the blog as well I was like just imagining Lewis taking like days to get to point A to point B (laughs) (laughs) just running that slow is incredible Oh man! (laughs) and then also that you just have to love his self-awareness it's Lewis's turn to run and he takes off and his uh, he does not have the best technique, I would say. He's he's running with his arms, like flailing in front of him. Just... He's going back and forth, like weaving. <laughs> he's not even yeah. running straight. He can't run in a straight line. He's he's moving, but he's he's moving pretty uh pretty slow there. Larry being Larry, this is our first introduction to Larry Beal. We're discovering that he is a ball of slime. And I forgot to mention while Coach Tugnet was on his Donnie rant, they zoom in on Larry muttering to himself and he says, Donnie Stevens is over. It's my turn now. Uh, so we know that he wants the glory now. He, it's all of, it, it's time to start the Beale dynasty. <laughs> and he wants, and he wants Tugnet's uh, approval. He doesn't want to be like the second fiddle to Donnie anymore. Yep. Nope. So it's always in competition with the Stevens. (laughs) Since Lewis, of course, is a Stevens, Larry decides that he's going to fake Lewis's times to clock him in at 18 seconds, which is a good eight to 10 seconds before Lewis actually finishes, which is just terrible. And Larry fakes this excitement like, whoa, yo, coach, you got to check this out. Like he's 18 seconds. Coach believes it. I 
don't know how... When they cut to Coach telling that he is taking notes, like he looks like he is a little distracted. Oh, that's true. That's so, true, yeah. So maybe, I don't know, but to just, it always, yeah, it always did seem a little weird to me for him to just take Larry's word for it and like not yeah. say, hey, Stevens, let me see you with my own eyes, <laughs> you know? He just <laughs> takes Larry's word for it and immediately gives him the vacant spot on the track team. Yeah. <laughs> especially if he's running, if his time is faster than Donnie's, which apparently it is. Yep, so. he says 18 or whatever. That's even faster than Donnie Stevens' time. I don't need to see it with my own eyes. I'm just going to go for it. Uh, he's a Stevens. I'll give him the jersey. So it cuts to the locker room where uh, Coach Tugna is just so excited. He's like, yes, the Steven gene, it lives on. The dynasty is continuing. Like, one of my favorite lines here, of course, is... Uh, Lewis is like, I can't believe I'm fast. And, you know, he's like, I do eat a lot of Wheaties. Uh, Coach Tubnut's like, yep, you're you're just a late bloomer. And Lewis says, then why did you say I was as slow as molasses? Molasses, the famous racehorse. I'm like, legendary save. Uh, Coach Tugnut, <laughs> great save. And I use that line whenever the opportunity arises, honestly. Yeah, that's a great name for a racehorse, though. If I, if I owned a racehorse, I would name him or her molasses. <laughs> Just the ultimate oxymoron. This plot sort of moves pretty quickly at the beginning. It's basically just yeah. like pe- different people finding out that Lewis made the track team mm-hmm. for like the first 10 minutes of the episode. And it cuts to the hallway where, the school hallway, where Tugnut runs into Ren and he's like, oh, did you hear? Your brother made the track team. And Ren is immediately suspicious because it's like, this is Lewis. She knows him. She's like, how the heck did this happen? Um, and Tugnut is just so excited. He, he even calls Donnie, uh, what's his name? <laughs> and uh, is just so excited uh, that that Lewis is potentially going to be even better than Donnie Stevens, and boy, do they have a surprise for Rockport, uh, their rival team for the big meet coming up. That's pretty much that scene, and so like, there's not yeah. like too much that happens at the beginning here. So then it cuts to dinner. It's pretty great how the entire family is setting up dinner, and it's like a sp- exactly. <laughs> it's a sped up fast motion scene, and Lewis is just sitting there, hands on the table, waiting. just waiting, just waiting for the food. Yeah. And then the first quote after the fast motion scene is over, uh, he's like, "Yeah, so the next thing I know, they're putting me on the track team." And Steve says, "The only time I've seen you run fastest for the dinner table," <laughs> which obviously must be true. Because Lewis is already yeah. sitting there waiting He's before everyone there. else. Yeah. This episode is also really cementing that theme of Lewis trying to find something he's good at and I really really love this theme and I wish it was like even a bit more consistent throughout the whole series I mean it is there throughout the series but I wish it was as consistent as we see it in these first few episodes of season one you know since his family is just a family of overachievers Ren comes down for dinner and uh, she asks him you know how does it feel to be part of the legacy he says I mean who cares about that And it cuts to such a great fantasy montage where he's already dreaming about becoming a multi-million dollar Olympic athlete. Um, You know, he's like, fame, fortune, you can have that. That's my Lewis impression, by the way. I like it. What does he say? Um... (laughs) Autograph parties and big time endorsements, they mean nothing to me. <laughs> I'm just in it for the love of the game. And it has that music that I love. <laughs> the stock. Oh my gosh. The greatest stock. <laughs> the greatest. I love how he just downplays the legacy. Donnie says it a couple times. He said, Welcome to the family. And in the first time he says it in this scene, Lewis is kind of like, 
well, thanks, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he kind of said it uh, begrudgingly, I guess. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, now you're thanking me to the family. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of see, you can kind of tell that this is kind of a shadow that's hung over Lewis. So it, it makes sense that he's kind of downplaying that family legacy, you know, mm-hmm. that now he's a part of it now that he's done something good. Like, you know, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you know, he feels like, cause we see so many sides to Lewis Stevens throughout the series. And I, yeah. and there are some episodes like this one, even where we get to see a few different sides to him and he gets in these, I don't want to say like arrogant streaks, but it is, you know, he gets, yeah, it's very, he gets you know, yeah. he gets one little taste of anything and it's just, he's off the rails, you know, it's, it, <laughs> you give him an inch, he takes. Yep. Miles. I say yeah. you give Lewis Stevens an inch, he takes 10,000 miles. That's really how yeah, it goes. Yep. Um, and so, you know, he gets this one little thing with the track team and he's already yeah just downplaying the fact he's like well yeah of course i'm carrying on the legacy who cares but there is something that happens here in this scene i think we're it's, we're, it's probably yeah. something we're both gonna mention um he's he's really proud of being on the track team and he says funny guys can run bill cosby was on his track team the timing is so impeccable on this, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's so bad because, you know, who knows? Someone could be listening to this podcast 20 years from now. So yeah. for those of you listening in the future, uh, what just happened, uh, Bill Cosby was sentenced to three to 10 years, I think, is it? Uh, yeah. In prison for all of his sexual misconduct that he has done. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, this is the Me Too era that we are currently in while we're recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is it was a, like days ago, like two days ago. Yes. Happened, yeah. Yep. So this literally just happened. And watching this episode, I was like, "Ooh, this show aged yeah. very gracefully, but that line, unfortunately, did not." Like nobody knew back then. It is really sad that it had to age that way, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, what definitely. can you do? I mean, so that that's a line uh, that unfortunately uh, doesn't exactly hold up. But you know, for the time that this was, you mm-hmm. know, this was. You know, Lewis wanted to be a comedian, and Bill Cosby was a massive uh, comedian, and, you know, obviously he must have looked up to him. But yeah, so moving along from (laughs) that quote, which I don't think is going to make it into uh, the best quotes here at the end (laughs) once we get to that segment... Oh, that's my favorite quote. Oh, yeah. Something about that montage as well. I was going to save this for trivia because I did find it under trivia, but I guess I can mention it now. When Lewis is daydreaming about becoming a multi-million dollar athlete and being handed a $40 million check in a stadium full of millions of people, which I don't think uh-huh. that happens. I don't think athletes get handed $40 million <laughs> giant checks for no reason. Um, yeah, that happens on the behind the scenes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the second clip we get in the fantasy montage is Lewis signing autographs in front of a beautifully photoshopped photo of himself. Um, <laughs> Lewis's 13-year-old head photoshopped on like an Olympic athlete's body running track. And it has the motto, live like Lewis on it. <laughs> on trivia, it said that was supposed to be a bit of a parody of uh, Be Like Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, and then it also says, got gold, question mark, which is supposed oh, to yeah, be yeah. a parody of got milk. <laughs> got milk. There's just so many references references here right now so the very next scene is also i I think this is a very memorable one uh cuts to donnie's room where he's working out and lewis is like thanks for inviting me to work out with you because you know donnie's the sports uh aficionado yeah yeah gotta go to him for all the help and he has a full gym in his room oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) i don't know how he has all this room for stuff i barely have room for like a keyboard he has like a he has like the bench press and like free weights and stuff 
Yep, so he's bench pressing a, a decent amount right now. <laughs> I love how Lewis is spotting him as if he could do anything if anything went wrong. Like, <laughs> like, like who usually spots Donnie? He just does it by himself. Isolated in his room. But Donnie is giving him these tips, you know. He's like, you got to look good crossing the finish line. You're finishing kick. You got to make sure it's good. Uh, you got to put a lot of moose in your hair because it makes you aerodynamic. And if you really want to run like the wind, you got to shave your legs. And we get a really memorable line. Donnie's presenting him with a golden razor. Oh, yeah. He's his own razor, I'm assuming. <laughs> yep. And Lewis says, Shave my legs. Yeah. yeah Donnie, I'm running track. I'm not modeling pantyhose. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> and so he takes the razor like, okay, okay, I'll take it. And he also asks, I don't see why we have to clutter up the bar with all this iron. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that he said that when, you, when I watched it this time. But yeah. I know there's so many, there's a lot of great lines in this one. You, yeah. You, I know. I forget about st- like just the subtle remarks that he makes mm-hmm, here and there. They're so but great. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Lewis uh, is working out with just the bar. All the iron is removed and he fails. He, he can't lift it. So so this episode does a lot of hard cuts to just kind of goes mm-hmm. from scene to scene to scene. Um, and everything is all kind of strung together by this one plot. It doesn't feel a couple scenes, maybe a little slow, but for having one plot, it doesn't feel drawn out necessarily. Like it feels like it feels like it's well rounding this development of this story because it's also like introducing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's accomplishing a lot at the same time, just here and there. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's achieving like Do- his relationship with Donnie, like Tugnut and Donnie, and then Larry and Ren, mm-hmm. Larry and Lewis, Lewis and Ren, mm-hmm. and even the parents are in there. So, uh, yeah, I th- I think it still accomplishes a lot, even though it may seem like there's not a lot that happens. Yeah, no, f- no, definitely. Because when I was rewatching it, I was like, that went by really fast. Mm-hmm. And I felt a lot of different things while watching this episode too. Like there was emotion in there. There was heart. Mm-hmm. There was jokes. Like there was yeah. great lines. Um, just solid performances all around as well. Like there's like a lot to really love about this one, I think. But mm-hmm. anyway, so it cuts to the next scene, which is... Uh, lunchtime at school the next day uh, and we're at this cafeteria location that we never see again yeah I think I, I think it was a different set than the later seasons oh no it definitely is I don't know where the heck yeah. they are they are never here ever again it's like an interesting looking place um, mm-hmm. but yeah I rewatched this episode with my mom reminder again guys my mom's my bestie <laughs> you know my uh, second opinion on a lot of these episodes mm-hmm. uh, so we watched it together and she was like as soon as it cut to the scene she said where the hell are they I'm like <laughs> she was like where the hell is this I was like yeah I know I've never seen this cafeteria before you make a very valid point yeah and I, because I've watched this episode a lot, so I feel like I have seen it a lot. But no, it's just because mm-hmm. I've watched this episode repeatedly. So we start to see Lewis like succumbing to peer pressure, I guess, and this sort of happens one like a couple more times, I think, throughout the series. It's a symptom of him wanting to fit into his family and finally getting approval from his peers, also because Lewis is definitely, a, a, in a way, in a sense, like an outcast a little mm-hmm. bit. Like he's very different than kids his age. Mm-hmm. Like just the way he thinks, the way he talks, the way he acts. And um, that's why like his friends, Tawny and Twitty and Tom, like they're all kind of unique people as well yep. um, in their own way. Even though Twitty's like, they tried to make him like a jock and like, you know, a, the musician, he's still really goofy and just he, you know, that whole dynamic is unique too. So I think it's just 
Lewis trying to fit in and, and not knowing how to handle finally fitting in. Yes, exactly. The thing with Twitty, why they're friends. I mean, they never really talk about how, how they became like, how long friends. they've yeah, been friends. I and I always they... kind of wish that they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in Boy Meets World, they talked about Corey and like we, everyone knows how Corey and Sean kind of became friends. I think it's just one of those things where Lewis and Twitty have just been friends forever. And even though maybe as they've gotten older, Twitty's become more popular and, and Lewis has, you know, been the goofball. They've just stayed friends all those years. But I do definitely wish that they showed us that. Oh, um, of course. Because yeah, we, they, be we, they show us Lewis and Tawny meeting in the original pilot, but mm-hmm. no mention of Twitty whatsoever. So I've yeah, always wondered if true. AJ was even cast or if Twitty even existed at that point. Yeah, I'm glad they cast him. He, oh, yeah. He's probably my second favorite character besides Lewis. No, yeah, he's great. And I love I love the way they play off each other. I think they're mm-hmm. some nice TV friends. Yeah, they're really good, yeah. Yeah, so about, like, Lewis trying to fit in. He sort of ditches Twitty and Tawny at lunch to go hang out with the big dogs, right? I think because he, he knows subconsciously, too, that this probably isn't going to last long. Mm-hmm. So he just wants to kind of milk it for all it's worth while it's happening. And you can tell, like, and he also knows it's wrong, like, to leave mm-hmm. his friend. Like, he, you see that yeah. hesitation. She's like, uh, you're going to sit down with us? He's like, uh, d- d- no, I'm going to go <laughs> roll with the big dogs. <laughs> like, um, so he goes and sits down with Larry and Larry's just being totally fake, just pretending to be like his best buddy. Like, oh yeah, you know, like you're you're cool now, man, blah, blah, blah. Ren shows up. She comes walking over to their cafeteria table uh, and asks Lewis for a statement. And I'm like, oh, Ren, man. you're her brother. Like you can just ask him for a statement <laughs> later. Like, why do you have to go? Well, you can do it at home. Yeah. She has so much in her life that she needs to accomplish. Like she can do this at home. Uh, and that's uh, when she walks up to him and asks for a statement. And Lewis is, you know, racking his brain, trying to oh, come up yeah. with something. And then... Please put this clip. Please oh, put yeah. this clip. Oh, yeah. I'll, put, I'll this, definitely... This whole interview right here yep, is yep. my favorite. Yeah, I'll definitely cut to an audio clip because the same patriotic music that played when, <laughs> yeah, when we saw Donnie's <laughs> mural starts playing again here. So, Lewis, what do you want to say to your uh, public about the big meet? Well, um, I guess what I want to say... Is um, I know it's gonna be tough. I know that they're undefeated, but that's all over now. Me and my roll dogs, yeah, roll dogs, right, are gonna um crush the Rockaport team, and they're going down. Write that down. Write it down. <laughs> it just segues into this huge speech yeah. that is just so oh just God. pulling pulling up everything that he's heard in like actual sports interviews. <laughs> Yeah, oh god and the way the best part too is that the team they're running against is called rockport and he calls them rockaport team rockaport. Yeah. <laughs> then we're already almost like halfway through the episode mm-hmm. here uh then it cuts to a really memorable little montage thing i made a screenshot from this scene the cover photo of my review because i feel like people have seen it a lot yeah. Um, yeah, so Lewis goes to this locker room with his sneaky stash of a million cans of moose, and he takes Donnie's moose advice just a little too far. Um, yeah. He literally uses all the... I, I always wanted to try this, just using like, 12 <laughs> bottles of moose, like full, like using the whole thing. I want to know what would actually happen. Like, 
This is like a Mythbusters thing. Oh, I want to know disgusting. What happened. I wonder yeah. how many like shampoos it would take to <laughs> to oh, you get would, your hair you back to normal. It's not coming out. <laughs> he literally uh, sprays these two giant lumps <laughs> of uh, mousse on either side of his head, in addition to just a bunch of other times. He's shaving his legs, like the minuscule hairs on his legs, to make himself faster. But then he's adding like pounds of mousse on his hair <laughs> that make him makes him way heavier than the hair on his legs. But he's like, but he's but it's supposed to make him aerodynamic. Yeah. He wants the extra aerodynamicness. So <laughs> That's what he's going for. All right, all right. I'll give it to him. That's fine. <laughs> he thinks he's super suave and awesome with his newly moosed up hair. Uh, and so he starts walking across the field and they zoom in on his feet and we get a Saturday night fever staying alive illusion. <laughs> Uh, and it's like this staying alive knockoff royalty free track and I do I do think this is amazing though because I said this in my review that this isn't the first time this show has used a song that is supposed to sound like an official song but isn't Mm -hmm. the official song and they don't need to you know cough up the official song rights and money you know to use it but it's amazing because it still has the same effect Uh, But that's good, though, because I said this as well on this review. A show like Lizzie McGuire used so many official tracks on the show. And I guess Disney didn't pay to have them forever. So now anytime Disney wants to air reruns or like anyone wants to play reruns, it's replaced with stock music. Nostalgia is attached to music very strongly with like TV shows and stuff. Moments on Lizzie McGuire that were really iconic because of the music uh, that it was connected to are now just terrible because there's like like stupid <laughs> techno music in the background instead and i'm like wow that is terrible so i'm glad that even stevens never did that i want to say it has to do too like there's something when you watch lizzie mcguire versus even stevens like lizzie mcguire feels like disney's almost like had more of a hold on it mm-hmm. where even stevens feels like it's almost like syndicated you know what i'm saying like it's almost maybe yeah. they got it from a different network or something mm-hmm. like that it has that feel and i also think like the even stevens cast also says disney channel kind of prioritized lizzie mcguire mm-hmm. above oh, yeah. their show so i think even just like budgeting i think for shows i don't yeah. think they gave even stevens that lizzie mcguire budget to like I they mean, didn't like invest in the show as much as they did Anyway, so after we get this staying alive ripoff that totally triggers your brain to think it's staying alive, there's that really, really great line when uh, Larry's like, why is there this gunk in your hair? And Lewis is like, oh, there was a food fight. We had lunch together. How did I miss it? It was fast food? Question mark. (laughs) And then he says, do you ever turn it off? Turn what off? Yeah. I love that line, though, because he's basically saying, like, you're just a goofball. Like, don't you ever just stop? Mm-hmm. goofing around up until now they haven't really said lewis is a goofball they've just kind of alluded to it like mm-hmm. when he brings up like comedian or funny guys mm-hmm. and then right now with with larry you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like painting the picture without just saying lewis is the funny one mm-hmm. so 
So Larry uh, invited Lewis to practice with him, just the two of them, just a one-on-one practice, because apparently the top two runners always practice together. Um, Didn't know that was a rule, Uh, but Lewis isn't going to question anything. Ren happens to be up in the bleachers. Why is she there? I don't really know. I guess she's just taking her reporting job very seriously. Very seriously. She just has to be at the track at all times. Her eighth grade reporting job. (laughs) So she's up in the stands and she's observing this practice and she notices Larry Beal holding back when him and Lewis are like they're just running against each other uh, trying to beat each other and Larry holds back in the most obvious way yeah, so obvious. he just starts running in slow motion basically for like <laughs> for like three seconds and then picks up his regular speed again and lets Lewis get ahead of him and uh, Lewis does that fantastic laugh when he makes it to the finish line he's just like <laughs> he does that laugh and he's just so happy that he beat him. And you know, he, he hits that arrogant stride with the, you know what, Larry? It's your finishing kick. You've really got to work on that. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> it, it has nothing, and his finishing kick had nothing to do with why he lost. He just like, is regurgitating these things that Donnie That he's him. heard, yep. Yeah. Oh, you forgot one part. The, uh, it, so when Lewis takes off his tearaway pants, right? he has the band-aids all over his legs. Yep. Every and, color uh, of the rainbow, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> he just has a million cuts from shaving like his non-existent hairy legs. And I counted the amount of Band-Aids. That no, you didn't. Visible. Yeah, I counted it. It was 16 Band-Aids. So, and that's just what we could see. So he actually cut probably cut himself more than 16 times. <laughs> Oh my God. So now I would like to introduce a segment really quick called Would You Rather. Okay. With, I'm going to have to come up with a sound bite for this. So it's Would You Rather... Cut yourself 16 times shaving your legs or go on a date with Ernie Morton. <laughs> you were putting me on the hot seat right now, Ethan. Yeah. Honestly, I have cut myself shaving and it is kind of painful. 16 times. Though. Yeah, 16 times is pretty bad. Like that's like moving into dangerous territory. <laughs> I might pick Ernie Morton even though I hate oh, wow. him. <laughs> All right. I'd probably pick Ernie too, actually. Yep. I'd have a good laugh with it. Yep. (laughs) That was Would You Rather with Ethan and Brittany. Yeah, that was Would You Rather. Going to have to (laughs) find some sort of soundbite for that now. Uh, It's a new segment there. See, I knew we would have these segments that would just be created as we went along here. (laughs) This, so obviously Ren clearly noticed Larry holding back and now she's obviously on to Larry. She knows he's trying to do something. Ren approaches Larry at the end of the practice. I really loved this honestly because you know she goes up to Larry and she's like I saw you today like you were holding back and he's like I don't know what you're talking about and she literally she just says don't mess with my brother oh snap like I was like wow Ren stays back and decides to time Lewis for herself and yeah he apparently I think according to her he ran 25 flat babies can crawl faster than Lewis Stevens can run then after that it cuts to this really amazing scene this is when I started getting a lot of emotion uh, building up, honestly. Yeah. So Ren uh, goes to talk to Lewis once he's done practicing. And, you know, that's when she tells him, yeah, I timed you. And, you know, it was 25 flat. And he's like, that's a little bit off. <laughs> 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 the way he says it, he's like, uh, that seems a little off. Uh, you know, she starts trying to figure it out. She's like, so 
who timed you in your first, you know, timed run? And he's like, Larry Beal, why? And she starts piecing it together. And she decides that Larry's master plan is that he's purposely holding back so that when it comes to the big meet, uh, obviously he's going to be faster than Lewis uh, and he'll be able to gloat about that. But, you know, Lewis, he's so wrapped up in wanting to have something to be good at that he you know he's just not believing Ren whatsoever and I mm-hmm. you know I don't blame him for that because he does say Beal is your enemy not mine so mm-hmm. like stop trying to like find issues where there aren't any basically and it's like this really heated like argument here yeah. he faked your time cause if he beats you in the big meet he will have beaten the fastest Stevens of all no that's ridiculous no that's exactly like Larry what is the matter you think you and donnie can have all the attention all the time yes you do and larry beal is your enemy not mine so why don't you let me be good at something for once like i was really getting emotional i was like oh my god poor lewis just wants something to be good at so bad and like ren is looking out for him here but Mm -hmm. it's just one of those like times where it's like that miscommunication of no i won't listen we see this happen again soon what'll idol do yeah. Just reversed. One episode later, it's just yep. so painful that they're not listening to each other. Yeah, but. I always hate when this ha- when this happens in shows and movies because mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, they're just trying to help you. And mm-hmm. especially because I can see, yeah, I can see where he's coming from because Ren is the overachiever and maybe thinks, uh, maybe Ren doesn't like that he's good at something. Finally, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I really, really liked this scene. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that was like it had like a level of seriousness to it that mm-hmm. I don't really think we see too often. So it cuts now to Lewis uh, at home that night working out in Donnie's room uh, doing pull-ups while standing on a stack of phone books uh, and he's still struggling. <laughs> so that shows how good he is. And Ren comes in to talk to him and kind of apologize for everything she said earlier about, you know, Larry Beale's master plan, even though she's right. So this is another really nice moment, too. This is where I said Lewis kind of takes a moment to introduce the family to us. He really wants to be good at something, and he really feels like he's found it with track. So he says, Mom is a state senator, and, you know, Dad's a famous lawyer. Donnie's a sports jock, and you're you're good at everything. And now everybody in this family has their thing. And now that I have mine, I'm not gonna let you take it away from me. Tugging at my heartstrings yeah. so hard, I was like, no. And then it got even worse when Ren's like, you have your thing. You're funny. You think I'm funny? Yeah, sometimes. Thanks. Yeah, I, that's a. I love that when she says that. It is so good, and like literally, cue the emotional piano. The piano yeah. kicks in right there. <laughs> oh, this is like such a sweet moment. When I was watching this with my mom, I wrote this in my notes. A quote from her. She said, "Quote: No way would they have this dynamic later on. They really changed the show." That was a quote my mom said. Like, I mean, we mm-hmm. do see more tender i guess moments later yeah, on but like couple, like in the um uh, yep sibling rivalry yep sibling that was rivalry. yep like that mm-hmm. one there's one i mean even in the movie yeah even in the movie like i think uh pookie there's some oh yeah yeah that's yeah. really nice uh even hardly famous i think has a little bit there yeah. i mean so we do see it a little bit but there was just something about this interaction specifically like 
Ren giving Lewis such a compliment like that. Yeah, he, and she actually says, I think you're funny. And it was just cool. really, really nice. And it really stood out to me. I loved it. Yeah. I wish we got to see more of that, honestly. But this is another thing, though, where I said, you don't really get that they're like, bickering siblings in this episode if this yeah. was if this was the first episode that aired being first in production it's just kind of like oh it's a brother and sister like you know what yeah. i mean whereas swap.com they were straight up like lewis does <laughs> does ren dirty yeah but but yeah. at the same time though you still don't really get that it's like even stevens like mm-hmm. you know i don't know mm-hmm. but it's it's whatever but so then it does another hard cut to the big meat and i love the way we get a cut of trevor dunn that's his name trevor, right yeah that's right trevor getting dunn. off of the rockport uh school bus <laughs> this guy is also at least 30 years old he's like 30 yet <laughs> he's huge and this is uh lewis's uh big opponent and i'm like wow it's just pretty hilarious looking everyone's getting ready for the meet and then it does cut to an incredible coach tugna quote though that i have to say uh before he you know sends the track team on their way he tells them remember it's not whether you win or lose as long as you come in first get to it (laughs) which is great great there's just so many great motivational quotes in this in this episode that are just he's like confucius yeah everyone needs to give a ted talk it's it's, this is just (laughs) it's the level of insight and it's it's just incredible larry kind of threatens lewis as they run to the track and he's like i'm not holding back this time like you you know you better be ready like whatever so the runners take off and about a quarter of the way there uh, both Larry and Trevor both dramatically fall. <laughs> uh, yeah. They just both dramatically fall, and it's this big moment. Like, it feels like they're almost intentionally trying to, like, Larry's trying to make Trevor fall or something. Well, I don't even know, but it's just, well, obviously the actors are intentionally falling. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> which, is why, <laughs> which is why it looks just amazing. And yeah. they just intentionally fall into a pile of limbs. I love the way both these are supposed to be the star runners and two of the star <laughs> runners just fall a quarter of the way in. Yeah. <laughs> How many seconds would you lose? Like you would be lo- like in a race where seconds matter, that had to have taken like like 15 seconds just this this entire ordeal oh yeah it just makes me wonder wonder how much slower the other people yeah, were running what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what happens is lewis is such a great person you know so he sees that both larry and trevor have fallen down so he stops running and he stops to look back at them the finish line is within his reach he could totally win if he kept running but he has morals i guess you know and he decides the better thing would be to run over and help them so he goes over to give larry a hand and larry yanks him down to the ground and says like basically lol gotcha and and just that's why i think he did it on purpose that's oh yeah so so larry fell on purpose Larry fell on purpose and he runs and basically wins the race. And uh, and Trevor did get an injury. Trevor mm-hmm. actually did fall and sprained his ankle or something. So Lewis stays back to sort of comfort Trevor and like wait for like the 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 medic or whatever to come over. He has a um, teammates help out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really really nice. And so Lewis starts like cracking jokes to sort of lighten the moment. Yeah. And he tells Trevor, you know, talk about the agony of de- 
feet. <laughs> and uh, and says, please, no standing ovations. Yeah. <laughs> and then Trevor laughs and stuff. Yeah, and Trevor laughs. And Lewis is just cracking a bunch of other jokes. And then Trevor yeah. says, you know, you're funny. And Lewis is like, thanks. You can tell it means more to him coming from someone who's not his sister. And not, yeah, and not only that, it's like it means more. I think he likes being funny more than he likes being athletic at that point, mm-hmm. too. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that was like definitely a big turning point. And we actually get that confirmation in the next Mm -hmm. scene, which is the last scene, basically. Larry wins the race by, you know, crossing the finish line, but no one cares. Everyone is (laughs) chanting, Lewis, Lewis, because of his wonderful good deed of staying back to help Trevor. That cuts to Lewis in the locker room later. And this is the very first... Uh, what I love to affectionately call mirror talks. This is a thing that we really kind of only see in the first season. I think there's a few Mm -hmm. scattered ones in the second season. This was a little thing that they did where Lewis would talk to himself in the mirror and kind of give himself little pep talks and kind of like, not pep talks, but he would sort of work through situations that way, like just sort of talk to himself. Like we got to hear the inner workings of his mind a little bit. Yeah. And to round out the episode, uh, he says, the best thing that happened to me today, a kid called me funny. And as much as I love being on the track team and hanging out with my brother, I like being funny more. Yeah. And that's so heartwarming. And I'm like, I love the mirror talks. I wish they stayed. And the mirror talks also kind of another thing that confirm that Lewis is like the main character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's the first lead, I think. Mm-hmm. I love. I like the mirror talks too. And they're always done really well. I, I mean, I try to imagine them fitting in the third season. Yeah, I was just season. having that thought. Like, yeah, I don't think I can really picture it. Like, right as I said, I wish they continued. I tried to picture season three Lewis <laughs> talking to yeah, himself. Yeah, it's super weird. I feel like he would just look crazy. Yeah. Like, because like he kind of became a little crazy yeah. later on. Yeah, but that's definitely one of the charms of the first season, I think. Mm-hmm. And I f- think it's something that really would only, yeah, maybe fit in that rough more down-to-earth first season sort of thing Um, I really love it though so that's basically the last scene and then the what I always call the final minute bit you know if you were watching the episode live it would go to a commercial like the last commercial and then it would come back for like this last little minute and so it's between Larry and Ren we get to see a little rival sort of between them he's mad that he wasn't written up in the paper about his (laughs) wonderful victory of crossing the finish line and Ren says well you know what um I could could have printed the article about, you know, the student that falsified times and lied to the coach. The story Ren ended up writing in the paper instead of Larry's victory was, of course, the heroic deed that Lewis did. But then the episode ends with Lewis winning student of the month. uh, And they take this really cheesy, adorable picture of Lewis and hang it in the school hallway under student of the month. And Larry (laughs) just kind of he just kind (laughs) of looks at it like scowling like "Uh." great picture. And then it zooms in on the cheesy smiley picture of Lewis, and that's the last frame of the episode. I really like this episode. I think, like, as we were going through it, I was like, wow, it really only is this one plot, Uh, but I'm not bothered by it at all. Yeah, but it kind of goes in different directions. Like, it starts off, it it turns into, uh, you know, the thing with Ren, with Lewis and Ren, and how Mm -hmm. that talk in, in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she calls him funny, and then the thing at the end with the guy who falls with Trevor, 
uh, like it kind of turns into that and it, it, it takes you on a little journey and I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't just stick with this basic sitcom plot. It, it develops within itself, which is really good. And actually I'm looking at my list trying to see what I had like before and after. And I mean, the stuff I had at the stuff I had higher on the list, I, I'd still want to keep it there, but I, I watching this again, I, I remembered how much I liked this episode. Uh, and I think this might be, I mean, there's a point in my list where the episodes kind of move into the next tier. And mm-hmm. I think this might be around that point in my list, mm-hmm. like 37 or 40. Yeah, around there. I, I think so too, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. it didn't, there weren't too many lower tier episodes. Like it, it, no, like not really. it started getting to the, to the higher ones for me yeah. pretty, pretty quickly. If you were to change where you ranked it, where would you, where would you? I might rank it. it. So right, right above it, I have love and basketball. Which okay. I love that episode, but I might put it maybe one or two higher. I have the Thomas Grabowski affair at thirty four, and I love that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably keep it below there. Um, yeah, so just like a few spaces. Yeah, maybe one or two higher, but that's about it. Just I mean, and that thirty seven may seem like really low, but that's actually like I love. I this is my favorite show, so every episode yeah. I can I really love watching. So it's hard. It's really hard to pick and choose what you like better. Yeah, it was some of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make mm-hmm. in my life, um, <laughs> especially since like my list was like this blog that I was like doing every week and like yeah. doing these in-depth reviews. And I had people like waiting on each review, like waiting mm-hmm. to see what the next one was. And I was like, oh, my God, like I was so, so worried that everyone would be judging me for my choices because I was trying to be as um, diplomatic. Is that the word? Or yeah. not diplomatic or dip, um, objective. I was trying to be oh, as okay, yeah. objective and personal as I could. It was like a weird line to straddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I ended up doing an okay job, but yeah, you did. But a lot of people they'd say like I, one of my episodes I ranked like number twenty four or something. Someone really liked it, and they were like, "How could you rank it so low?" And I was like, twenty four is really like high. Really yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's in the top twenty five. Like, please know that that means it's like." an amazing episode to yeah. me like looking at my list there are really only maybe like two or three episodes where i could say like i didn't really care for them mm-hmm. which even i mean every show has like a lot of episodes that are not great but mm-hmm. um this i say even stevens to only have like one or two episodes that were really really not good is really a, an accomplishment so if you had to put this um re-watching it's not i know you like this episode better than swap.com mm-hmm. but if you could pick one of them as the pilot, would which one would you pick as the first episode? It's so weird because, you know, I've seen Swap.com as the first episode for so yeah. long now, you know? At this point, I can't really picture another episode being first just because. Obviously, I like this episode a lot more. Um, you know, I think it does enough that it would maybe make a little bit more sense to have this be the first episode. Maybe, I mean, it was number one in production, so maybe they were even originally intending on it to be. So yeah, I don't know. I guess out of the two, I'd probably pick this, but... I'd say I think they might have picked Swap.com because I think it's more of a memorable episode, whereas this one, it it gets really deep and it's Mm -hmm. a better episode, but... Obviously, Ernie Morton makes Swap.com so much. Like, when people remember it, they're like, oh, that one with the greasy guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, though, it's like, that's the first impression. Even Stevens, the one with the greasy guy. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's it's a tough choice. I think I would, I might still pick 
I don't know. This one has more Lewis in it, which I think is works for it. But the first one also has more of that sibling rivalry, which was what the show was prefaced on. So I don't right. know. Right. There's things to like about both of them. Sure. I yeah. think. So let's move on to our little segments, I guess. MVP, I think we both. <laughs> yeah. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, it's Lewis. I mean, it's a Lewis episode and he was just so good in it. And uh, it pretty much just blows open his depth character. as a character. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But I also said, I said Lewis and Ren, to be honest. Yeah, I liked she, Ren too. She was really great in this one. As you said, like she was really looking out for Lewis the entire time and we don't mm-hmm. ever really get to see that too often. Yeah. Um, so that really made me kind of happy and it was kind of heartwarming. So I was like, you know what? She's getting that MVP shout out too. Yeah. So now the, the hardest thing, probably the moment of truth, it is a challenge, the one quote challenge. So why don't you go first? Ethan, <laughs> okay, I'll go first. your best quote from this episode. Okay, so it's at the very beginning, again, like my quote was last time, and it's when, it's when Coach Tugnut says, Did I say something funny, Stevens? No, sir, never. That's it? Know, that's it. I love oh that God. quote. It's an amazing quote because he's, like, he's basically saying, no, you're never funny. Like I laugh the hardest at that line of any line in the show, in this episode. Oh, wait, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of even Stevens. Like, sometimes you don't notice things till like, a few, like, you watch it, like, a dozen times, you know? So, for my best quote, I'm literally making the decision on the fly right now. But I, this is what I had already, and I think I'm sticking to it. Okay. So, my favorite quote is when Donnie is helping Lewis stretch. Donnie says, You know, these hamstrings are really tight. When was the last time you stretched? I don't have a schedule with me right now, but if I were to guess, uh, never. <laughs> I'm like, that, that is literally, I think that's my favorite. And I've said that quote a lot. Like anytime oh, yeah. anyone asks me when the last time I did something was, I bust that out. Oh yeah. I um, say, I say never like that all the time. I say, uh, never. Oh my God. It's that way Shia says it. Never. <laughs> like, God. He's the delivery king. Yep, he is on point 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, so it's time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? Is it true that... What does that mean? Here we go. So, Lewis gets student of the month, even though later on we learn that Ren has been student of the month for 18 straight months. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I thought that was a little interesting. That is interesting. Um, And then there's, of course, it says the line... That did not age well, but Bill Cosby was on his track team at Temple University. Yeah, he was. I did a I did a, a report on Bill Cosby when I was in junior high, and I read. Oh about man. Him. Yeah. So that is a fact. Yeah. That's a that's a did you know right there? <laughs> and then also a did you notice? I think this was on one of the YouTube comments. Someone pointed out that when they're at the dinner table, Lewis and Donnie, so, but it's out of character though, so it's Nick and Shia, they mm-hmm. both reach to fix a candle. No. Uh, really? On, yeah, there's like a ca- no. yeah, there's like a, awesome. like a candle on the dining room table was like about to fall out of the candle socket thing, and they both reach up Whoa. at the same exact time to fix it. Interesting. You can tell that they're like really looking out for the candle out of character, <laughs> like trying to fix it. Was the candle lit or no? No, I don't think so. Okay. But but still, it was just weird that they that both. That is weird. 
did that, yeah. Thought that was kind of interesting. And there was also just a little inconsistency with the editing. You'll see Donnie pass Lewis the salad plate. In the next like yeah. cut, he doesn't have the salad plate. And then in the next cut, he's taken the salad plate from Donnie again. And then yeah. in the next cut, he doesn't have it again. They film it <laughs> yeah. differently, yeah. There's, a, yeah. Uh, there's also one at the track meet where after Trevor falls, you can see it looks like the runner, the other runner, looks like he stopped running when Lewis stopped. But then when they show the wide shot, he's still running. The other runner is still running. And then they yeah. go close up again and he stopped again. Oh God. Yeah, so I don't he know. He can't make up his in. mind. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really want to win. <laughs> so I guess that's it for trivia then. Yeah. <laughs> so now moving on to some tweets. I do my deep, deep dive into yeah, Twitter. You are like an animal with this stuff. I <laughs> so I got three. The first one is from Sarah Kuda. It's just pretty much just a summary of the episode. But mm -hmm. when she wrote it out like this, I just laughed. So she said, <laughs> does anyone remember that episode of Even Stevens where Lewis is a track star because his rival stops the stopwatch before he finishes? <laughs> <laughs> that, I was just like, imagine just becoming a track star because of that. That should have been the IMDb plot summary. I'll go to IMDb after this and submit it for uh for uh, <laughs> oh, please an update. do that oh man that. <laughs> that tweet was from eight years ago and oh, wow. i liked her tweet and she's still active on twitter and when i liked her tweet she tweeted and said shout out to at even stevens ranked for liking this tweet from eight years ago <laughs> happy i could contribute hashtag blessed oh my gosh and I, I don't even pay attention to the date i just like it and i'm like yeah Oops. of course i didn't realize that might be weird that i just Liked an eight-year-old tweet. So then another one that I think is amazing. This is from C. Jane Gonzalez. <laughs> Their tweet is, hashtag words I learned from TV shows, molasses, even Stevens. Huh. All right. My dad <laughs> always said slower than molasses. Yeah. I felt like that was just always an expression. Yeah. But apparently this person learned the word molasses from this episode. And then this third one here is from Rob LaPlante or LaPlante. I don't know. I'm probably, probably making his name. Probably LaPlante. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, that's the Rob LaPlante. And he quoted Tugnut saying, uh, it's not whether you win or lose as long as you come in first. Mm -hmm. And followed it up by saying, even Stevens is actually as funny as I remember it. Yeah. So those are some tweets that I found on my deep dive. Yeah, there weren't any uh, IMDb reviews. I don't I didn't see. No, any. no, I don't think there were. Actually though, there was a review on tv.com. They obviously left this review on the wrong episode of the wrong show <laughs> because their review is all about Zack and Cody. Oh. What? And they're like, they're, I think they're like, bowling is the best episode of Zack and Cody because Zack is this and Cody is that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do you know where you're writing this right now? Like, this is Steven Sheets, even Stevens, nothing about bowling. How do you make that mix up? I don't understand. I don't know either, but I got a good laugh out of that. That's pretty good. Oh I wonder God. if you're going to come across one of my, I probably wrote reviews back when I was like 16. You're probably yeah. going to come across some of my reviews on tv.com. I went off on Phil, and the Phil of the Future on there one time. <laughs> to follow up our introduction episode. <laughs> exactly, yeah, go check it out. So I think really our last segment here, we haven't done it yet, this is the debut of this segment. It's probably my favorite, solely because of the soundbite that I'm finally gonna be able to use. It's time for... The Wombat News. 
It is the Wombat News. The Wombat News is real and it is a segment on this podcast now. So this is a segment where we're just going to bring up any news that's going on related to the show, related to the cast. We have two news stories, I guess, today. Uh, One is less significant than the other, but I still think it's worth mentioning. Just the other day, Cardi B, rapper Cardi B, uh, posted a video to her Instagram account to her 33 million followers of her singing We Went to the Moon in 1969 from Influenza the Musical, asking everyone to tell her, where is this song from? (laughs) (laughs) Who remember this song? We went to the moon in 1969. The trip wasn't all that easy. And when we was there, the astronauts found out that it was solid and it wasn't cheesy. We went to the moon in 1969, not 1968, but the year after. I'm mad that I still know that song after all these years. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, you lagging. But yeah, so she sang that song. And that led me to Googling Cardi B because I was like, why would she know this? Because I assumed she was in like her 30s. And I Googled Cardi B. Turns out she's 25. Oh, yeah. yeah. I probably would have said maybe about 25. No, I don't know what it is about her, but like, I just thought she was older than that. Well, cause she was on like love and hip hop before this and stuff. So I was like, oh, that's true, so yeah. it seemed like she was older. Like, I don't know, that's but good, yeah, she definitely uh, looks older. I think a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Sorry, it was just Cardi. so weird to me to find that out. Born in 1992. I was like, whoa. Wow. Cardi B grew up watching Even Stevens and knows like basically all the words. So Cardi B posting this simple little video to Instagram became a news story. It was picked up by a few different outlets. Uh, It was written up on people.com. It was written up on BuzzFeed, of course. Uh, A lot of people picked it up. And of course, Christy uh, saw it and shared it on her Instagram. And she was like, hey, I think I know where this song is from, (laughs) Cardi. (laughs) And uh, it was kind of a big day for Even Stevens the other day. A lot of people were... Uh, you know, Cardi brought this to their attention and people went straight to YouTube and searched. We went to the moon in 1969 and left all their comments saying, Cardi B sent me here. Cardi B sent me here. So. And then she deleted it. Yeah. And then she deleted it because I guess she found out where it was from and didn't need to leave it up. But so that was kind of interesting because even Stevens isn't really, it's not really mentioned very mainstreamly like that. So it was. It yeah, was, it's a big, it is a big deal for somebody that big. I mean, arguably right now top three biggest music acts i think yeah so that's i guess uh some news for even stevens in the news which doesn't really happen that was just so random but then our other news which is amazing this is an amazing amazing thing to finally be able to announce pretty much since we started the podcast i had hoped that this would be able to happen and it's happening our next recording is going to be very very special because we will be uh conducting i guess uh, our first cast and crew interview we are going to be sitting down and talking to the creator of even stevens matt dearborn uh which is amazing yeah that's so cool i'm so stoked for this i've i've had questions to ask him for years i'm excited i remember when i got back into the show he wasn't really on social media then Mm -hmm. uh and i really like 
I got so into it and I was like, I need to send this man a thank you note. Like I wanted to try to find his contact information to just say thank you. This is an amazing opportunity, guys. This is like a crazy, crazy thing. So obviously we're turning this over to you guys as well. You guys, the listeners, if there's anything you want to know about the show, you know, from the show's inception to whatever, I mean, this is the time to send in those questions. Uh, So write to us on Instagram, Twitter, send those emails. If there's anything you want to just say to Matt Dearborn, feel free to share that. EvenStevensRanked at gmail.com and EvenStevensRanked on all the socials. Uh, This is a really big deal. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Hopefully our uh, our Skype call will go without any issues. Yeah, Um, let's hope so. I'm so excited to finally be able to start promoting this and it'll hopefully be the first of many cast and crew (laughs) interviews we're looking to start um, lining up. We have a few in the wings already, I think, that I'm excited about and can't wait to hopefully nail down dates and I'm just so excited. This is this is really sort of moving into a new chapter for the podcast and we only have three episodes, <laughs> three episodes. under our belt. Yeah. It was a short chapter, the first chapter. Yeah, just a short chapter. But um, you know, I'm just so excited for the future of the podcast from yeah. here on out, you know. I, I was already excited about it, but now this is like a really special thing. I think this is becoming, you know, like you, you had mentioned, like trying to start a bit of an oral history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had said for uh, anyone else that becomes fans of the show later on or revisits the show and wants some content uh, for the show, yeah. hopefully, you know, we're going to have all this stuff for them and it's going to be, I mean, if I had this podcast, someone else doing this podcast when I got into the show, I would have been like, Obsessed. I would have been I, listening to this podcast. I would have also been mad that I wasn't that on that podcast. Yep, yep. That's. I would have been like, I should be on that podcast though. Yep, and so that's why when I saw that you know there was no podcast. There's so many Disney Channel original movie podcasts, and there's like mm-hmm. um, some Lizzie McGuire podcasts. I think so. I was like, you know what? If anyone is going to do this Even Stevens podcast, it better be me. Yeah. And then once I met Same. you, I was like, it's got to be both of us oh, because. Yeah. Because I, you know, self-proclaimed myself as the Even Stevens queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm flipping my hair right now, guys. You can't see it, but I'm I'm having a moment. Uh, because I was like one of the only people really writing about this show online. Yeah. Like, uh, But then I met you online and I was like, okay, um, I'm okay with giving you the title of king. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, and, and you I, know. I think it's it makes sense. I was talking to my wife the other day and I was like, it's very weird that like maybe the two biggest even Stevens fans in the world are making a podcast. But if you think Mm -hmm. about it, it makes sense because we met through even Stevens. So yeah, you know what I mean? It it really isn't that weird. So no, yeah, I love it. It's great. It's good to have something out there like this. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's amazing how two people, you just put out this article. I happen to find the article because I'm starving for even Stevens content like a weirdo. <laughs> so I find your article. I'm motivated to make my own list. We end up doing this and now we're having Matt Dearborn on the oh, show. Man. Yeah. It's great. Uh, for an, it's it's crazy how it how it snowballed into this. Yeah. It's really kind of special. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just so looking forward to the future of this and where else it's going to go from here. I'm, I'm so, so, so excited. So again, guys, get in anything you want to say. So I guess that'll do it for this episode. 
Uh, thank you for listening. Again, of course, Even Stevens Ranked on all the socials, evenstevensranked.com. Send us those emails, evenstevensranked.gmail.com. This is the time. If you've been holding off on waiting to say anything, I think this is the time. Yeah. Yeah. Any of your burning questions? Because I know me and Ethan have burning questions. Oh, yeah. I have a ton. I but, wrote out an entire list the other day, so... Yeah, this is your chance, though. Hashtag no regrets. No, hashtag no regrets. You don't want to regret any, anything. <laughs> you don't want to regret not sending in a question, so... No, you do not. So again, another reminder um, for all of our regular episodes as well. You don't have to send in... you. The, the mailbox is always open, guys. Just send whatever <laughs> you want, whenever you want. There's yeah. no rules. Just talk to us. That's all we're asking. <laughs> anything, please. And we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so thanks for listening. And thanks, guys. we will see you in the next episode, which is going to be so special. And it's going to be awesome. So we will see you then, guys. See ya. Okay. Bye.